grain, reduced black ratio. Joe Schmo did the fucking food. Sapke Podcast. Patreon. Instagram, give me brackage. If your agent calls me in any way whatsoever, you're fired from the film. M. Night Shyamalan. Why do we have to see his fucking name in the movie? If, like, the sound is off in a theater, I, I go mentally ill. Robert Altman. As a filmmaker, he is nothing. A zero. He's a, a pig piece of shit. Mama, take this badge off of me. What, no Q&A? Never make a movie. I'm my fucking line producer, Trust Fund, baby. I can't use it anymore. If I give you a credit, it's up to me, and what it says is up to me. It's getting dark, too dark to see. Bro, hacker. I go mentally ill. Light. Feel I'm knocking on heaven's door. This is a film. Discord. Best ender. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Experimental film. Rub Vaseline on the limb. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Very creative what you do. James Gray sucks. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Spike Jones sucks bad. Gritty New York City. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. You are a creative, we get it. I don't make movies, I make films. Mama put my guns in the ground. Doritos bags look mad different. And you'll never make it in this business. I can't shoot them anymore. Wes Anderson Wes Anderson, let the creative people talk to the money people. That long black cloud is coming down. I was right. obsessed with trash. The movie's trash, you know? I feel I'm knocking on heaven's door. Steven Sonnenberg's songs, anyway. We got Eye on Tap. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. We got uh, Tony Hawk is in the house. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's There's a whole group of guys who pretend to be making special films. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Knock, knock, knocking on All right, yo, what the fuck is really good, everybody? We're here with Grant there Singer. The motherfucking the god. Motherfucking god. The Grant director Singer. of Reptile and many other music videos that you all know and love. And IRL. And IRL. Wow, we need to get into Put some respect on IRL's, IRL's name. We'll name. get into it. We'll get into it. You have a new movie. Good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> um, we kind of just snap into it. We yeah, just, yeah. We, we just go like fucking just radio. Just go right into Stern deep. mode immediately. Yeah. Um, as much as we can. But... Yeah, you have a new movie, Reptile. It's out officially on Netflix. On Friday. On Friday. Friday midnight. This will be out after then, so it's out now. It's out now, it's yeah. Out now. Go Check to Netflix out. and watch Reptile. Yeah. Starring and co-written by Benicio. Yep. Del Toro. Yep. And Ben Brewer and me. Ben Brewer. You. Justin Timberlake. Lacey Silverstone. Michael Pitt. Otto Asando. Scott Guy Mc Ferreira. Scott Ferreira. Dominic Lombardozzi. Eric Bogosian. Yeah, Francis Fisher. Damn, insanely good. <laughs> insanely good. Yeah. Um, how's it feel? How's it feel? It, it it feels like it's been a whirlwind these last few months and just getting it out, but it feels good. You know, it's it's. Uh, I just want the movie to to resonate with people. It moves them and they dig it. Yeah, I should I, I should start by saying I mean people know that we've seen it by this point because we've talked about it a little bit but it did truly blow me away like I saw it at like a random post house like press screening sort of thing and my preconceptions about a movie that Grant Singer might make were very different from mm -hmm. the movie that I saw I always liked, loved your music video work and I was a big fan but 
seeing the scope and size and magnitude and sort of musculature of this filmmaking like really kind of fucked me up <laughs> and i was like oh okay oh, so thank he's, you he's swinging for the fences and uh it was sort it's sort of a grand slam i was just mm -hmm. like damn straight out the gate with this movie is like is goals <laughs> thank you very much well uh, yeah i because i feel like i don't know i get very happy when people who come from the underground for lack of a better word like decide to transcend it and because you know there was an era that was probably that probably started to end with millennials is what i think but there's still some millennials who are like yeah, this. Yeah. like we're the generation that's kind of like half and half um where that was always seen as you know selling out or something um but i think somewhere along the line there became a new attitude that was like well this is actually like the goal you know what i mean like why not take all this stuff you learn in the underground and these like new ways of thinking and and these different influences and try to make something that's accessible and reaches as many people as you think isn't that the point like why make something just for you and your friends yeah no that's an interesting it's funny because like making this movie i don't know if there was a moment where i realized like Oh, wow. You know, this is, I mean, certainly once Netflix came on board, you're like, fuck, a lot of people are going to see this. And that yeah. perhaps changes how you approach certain things. Um, but, you know, coming from music videos, so much of that is like creating a spectacle, right? Mm, like you're yeah. creating a three minute visual advertisement for a song or for an artist. And I think with this, I was actually rebelling against that. Like right. so much of the movie is so restrained yeah, and yeah, yeah. it's grounded and anchored in like very simple classical filmic techniques. And the way I like to shoot scenes is I call it within without, which is, you know, I think my tendency is to be very graphic. Like as a director, it's like yeah. I intuitively, like if I were just shooting you guys right now, I'd frame it in a way that's, that's photographic in a way that's, that's, graphic and intense and visceral the problem with that is that if you do that for two hours the viewer becomes immune to what it is that you're doing mm, it doesn't yeah. become special anymore right so what i like to do is like that's without that's what like the viewers is um outside of the frame like they can see the composition they can feel the director's hand so what i like to do you know people have asked me about the movie wow, you shoot a lot of long lenses you shoot a lot of close-ups it's like well that i do that so that like there's a counterpoint to all the graphic stuff. You then feel like most of the time you're actually within a scene. You're like inches from Benicio's face or whoever's face, right. and you're like present with them, and you're you're physically in their space. You're you're in their emotion. You don't even see the frame because you're so it's almost invisible. Mm. So I'm constantly like wavering between those two things. But the approach to this movie could not be further than apart than what a, the way I approach like a music video, which is all about like you know, you're trying to like swing for the fences every moment because you only have three minutes of real estate. Yeah. Whereas right. like with a movie like this, first and foremost, I was trying to capture a feeling, like this feeling of being deceived, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We do that through the storytelling, but we also, I, 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 I do that with visual motifs. Um, but also like when I, when I, when I think of this movie, I think of a feeling and it's like the the older I get, the more like when I when I revisit movies from my past, whether it be Vertigo or Shoe Shine or Wild Strawberries or even Magnolia, we were talking about before we started rolling camera. Um, these movies like evoke a particular feeling, yeah. And I I'm I'm often 
wanting to uh, revisit them so that I be so that I'm transfixed by the feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Less about like what the movie is or whatever. It's just like, I want to feel the movie. I want to like, it's yeah. like when you see a friend, you want to feel the presence of your friend. You're not remembering what it is that you guys talked about yeah. or whatever. You just want to feel them. Feel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and with this movie in particular, I was trying to capture a feeling. You know, it's funny you say that. I literally was thinking about this in the shower this morning about how kind of something that happens across all art today is people or artists feel, I think frustrated that, um, maybe there's a feeling of everything having been done uh, and that there's too much nostalgia in, in art. So they want to, you know, break free. They want to break free of genre. They want to, it's like, you know, being post genre post just breaking it open and, and finding this way into the future is like a, is a, a, is a, is a common thing that I hear amongst artists, friends of mine. And I understand that instinct, of course, uh, you know, if you're an artist who doesn't feel confined by, you know, genre and expectations, and this kind of thing. But if you're chasing innovation in that way, you're not, you're no longer chasing a feeling. That's exactly what I was thinking about today. Yeah. And, and that's like, that's, that's ultimately what gets lost. And I think it's why a lot of kind of really quote unquote forward thinking new stuff leaves me cold most of the time. It's interesting that you say that because as you're saying that, I'm thinking about like movies that have moved me in the last few years. And I, I never saw the sequel to this, but like The Souvenir. I remember yeah. watching mm -hmm. that movie yeah, in the yeah. theater and being blown away. And it's a very simple movie and just yeah. beautiful, like just very like confident, like assured, sincere, authentic filmmaking, just genuinely yeah. brilliant, okay? And that's not reinventing the wheel. That's just someone making, being themselves, making a fantastic movie yeah. that stays with you. Yeah. And... I, I'm actually not the person to talk to because I don't watch every new movie that comes out. Like Patrick's always like, you didn't see this? I'm like, no, I haven't. Like I haven't yeah, yeah, seen, yeah. like I see maybe, a, you know, a couple new movies every year. I w I'm going to see more. I think after now that this movie's done, I'll have more yeah, time to right. focus on other things. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm certainly like, when I think of new movies that are recent films that have really struck me, it's it's not actually people trying to reinvent the wheel. I remember there's this film called Burning, which I saw a few oh, years ago, yeah, which I love. I, I haven't seen it. I keep hearing it's amazing. Oh my god, it's so good. I just read a script last night on the or yesterday on the plane that reminded me of that film. Um, but I I feel that um, listen when when filmmaking comes from a very sincere place that tends to yield very interesting results, you know, as yeah. opposed to aspiring for something, you know, I mean, listen, it's just so fucking hard to make a movie. At the end of the day, it's yeah, like, yeah. I have so much respect for anyone who, who yeah, even tries. attempts to yeah. and, and does it because it, it really is, it requires the participation and collaboration of so many people. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just, it takes a series of miracles to even get a movie made. Yeah. Um, yeah. to get actors and then to get financed and all this different thing, you know? So it's like with that opportunity, you want to, you want to at least be um, conveying something that feels like it's part of you. Yeah. yeah. You know, as opposed to like some, it's not, an, it's not a cerebral intellectual thing. It's like an emotional thing. Yeah. 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 I yeah. think part of what was so impressive to me or like kind of took, took me by surprise was because you've had such a long, amazing career as a music video director. And I'm watching a feature that is not giving like that restraint that we were just referring to earlier is like, you're never giving into 
a classical sort of music video flourish moment. But and there and those yeah. moments are in there, but when they're there, they're very emphasized and like they actually hit in the way that you're talking about like framing and like only using visual language and like a specific sort of reserved only like touches and notes throughout. Like when those moments would happen in the movie, I'd be like, "Oh, there's there's Grant Singer." But then it's you you, you didn't give in to all of these like flourish moments throughout because it would have lost it would have been homogenized and been something else. Yeah, and I think for me, I just don't like that stuff. Like it's almost yeah. funny that I became a music video director because I never thought yeah, yeah. that was a path. Like that was I don't say a path for me because it became my path, but it wasn't something that, like I I wasn't growing up being like, you know, I want to make music videos one day. You know, never yeah. like but I think that in my music videos, probably what makes me what makes me different than other music video directors is that I don't lean on, lean into those flourishes or yeah. whatever thing that I like, I like shots. I yeah. like composition. I like holding on things. I don't, it's not super, usually they're not paced super rapidly. Like I like to, you know, feel the, feel like the, the, feel the, the presence of whatever it is that I'm doing that it's not, it's like these shots are not disposable, you yeah. know? And I like, those things. So I leaned into just my natural instincts, but at the end of the day, like I'm very classical when it comes to how I, um, envision a movie and how I want to, uh, how I want to shoot a scene. And, and I, I, I love just like really elegant, beautiful blocking, yeah. you know, and, um, I love very simple pans and boom ups and like yeah. letting the act, like the movement of the actor really dictate the, the way that the film is, is, um, is shot and actualized. And I, um, I, yeah, I just think I'm, I'm more classical in my, everybody's different. Like it's like, yeah, 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 be, yeah. whether it be musical tastes or film yeah. tastes, it's like, and I think that it's just, these are my tastes, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, when you go to a restaurant, you either have like that super funky foam or you have like really simple prepared food with like three ingredients. Yeah. I'm probably more aligned, like, you know, I, really simple three ingredients. Exactly yeah, yeah, I think yeah. both are the same. That's yeah. why. Even seeing the dissolves on round two, like they're they're so light, but they actually really do crack because they're there's not so many of them. Well, like, so yeah. it's funny you say that. Originally, I had I know it was around fifty dissolves in the movie, Fire. and I'm not going to say who, but certainly some of my collaborators were like, "You gotta get rid of these. You gotta like." And but it's like I just love dissolves. Dissolves are so unique to film. Like it's like yeah. the one thing. It's like it's so painterly, right? Yeah, it's like yeah, and yeah. also. Sometimes in and and I will say this, there are scenes in reptile or shots that like I know would would uh evoke that feeling that we're talking about better had there been a dissolve, right? Mm, There's right. this one moment in particular. But I do understand the sentiment feeling like, well, maybe the pacing, like they're first of all, they're a little old timey, right? For people so for some people, I love them. Like when I see them done oh, beautifully, beautiful, yeah. like it just like there's nothing better than a great dissolve. Um but we got it down to like 10 or 11. Yeah. And it's, listen, I think that there, maybe I could have got a three or four more that would have been, you yeah. know, great. But at the end of the day, it's like, uh, as long as I had a couple, but those are, those are the things like, I love classic dissolves. I just love yeah. the way they, 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 that, it, that to me like settles you into the movie. It's like sitting yeah. on a couch and then all of a sudden you like sink in. Oh, it's amazing. And, yeah. um, and I like long dissolves too. And I was watching, it's funny cause on the, the plane from Toronto to LA a few, like a week or two ago, um, I was watching Unforgiven and then I mm -hmm. ended up watching Phantom Thread and yeah. Phantom Thread has like just absolutely magnificent dissolves, oh, like yeah. dissolves that are like 
just award worthy dissolves. Yeah. Like those dissolves, and they're like long. They're like eleven seconds long, if not yeah. longer. And they're yeah. just they're like you just know that you're in the grasp of a master filmmaker. And I'm not yeah. just saying from the dissolves, but they certainly like accentuate everything yeah, that yeah. he's so doing. Just those subtle choices. You're like, yeah. oh man, yeah. this, there's a lot of thought here. Well, someone yeah. who loves film, it's like you yeah. want to, you want, like, you know that Paul Thomas Anderson just like oozes film. Like he just, everything yeah. about it, he'd like, every, there's just, there's so much love and care and thought and yeah. beauty put into that movie. Yeah, Every frame is like, it's it's like beautiful architecture where you it just is. feel like you're in the presence of of a master, you know. Yeah, the master. The master. Yeah, yeah. the God, He is the Paul master. Thomas Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> the master. I also wanted to talk just about because I think the first time I watched the movie, it just washed over me as like an incredibly visceral experience that like I did fully get your feeling that you were communicating from your film. Oh, right, you saw it twice already. Yeah, but the yeah. second time I was like, wow, this is an amazing character piece. Like Benicio's character yeah, is totally. as fully realized like a sort of like noir thriller character as I've seen in modern days in like a long time. Like he's very specific and I just wanted to hear about like writing that character with Benicio and just where that all comes from. So, you know, when we were writing the film, um, Ben and I, and, and then ultimately with Benicio, once he came on board, we realized that like, first of all, when you get an actor like Benicio Del Toro in your movie, like you can't, like that's such a once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah, You can't just like trying to put that actor in a box. Like no, you, right. we have to really start to craft it for him, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and there were many different drafts where, you know, th there was certain real estate that we kind of like, you know, may have, you know, given to other actors depending on like, you know, who we were casting and, you know, the level, of, you know, just, wanting to be mindful of like, you know, the script is only X amount of pages long, but we really, really have to give some meat to certain actors. But we really felt like with Benicio's character, there's something happened. I don't want to ruin it for people who haven't seen the movie yet, but something happens halfway through the film and the, and the film changes. In fact, yeah. um, I went to the theater recently um, with my sister and she talked about that shot halfway through where there's it's like a farm field mm -hmm. and this car is driving from the right side of the frame to the left side of the frame and then we we actually do dissolve or fade to black rather we fade to black and and there's um and there's a fence in the middle of the field and the, the reason of that the reason that shot is there is because that is the halfway point in the movie and now the the, the story is going from one thing into something else and i'm basically signifying to the viewer like yeah, yeah. this is like yeah it's, it's almost like you could do par two parts like yeah. this is like it's yeah. essentially new act and, but it's really, it's not like, it, it's, it really is, it's, it's when the film, you're going from an investigative thriller or a procedural into yeah. the sort of dismantling and unraveling of a character's psyche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the, what we're talking about. So the second half of the movie, which by the way is my favorite half of the film is, yeah. cause it's, yeah. it's way more, I think, lyrical and yeah. poetic and unpredictable. And, um, I'm not saying the first half is unpredictable, but I'm saying that like, I think the second half really goes in places and, you, and and leads you on a journey where you're not sure where it will go. And I think that that is, in terms of Benicio's character, he is the he is the heart, he is the nucleus, he is the yeah. centerpiece of that. And, you know, he just, you know, so much of what he does is nonverbal. Like he can do, I mean, aside from all the lines that he does great, but like just shooting his face, he emotes so it's complexity. Crazy. And there's, it, it's, it's so like, there's like this, like there are moments, and it's funny watching it again recently, there's like things that are so wounded 
but then vulnerable, but then strong. And, and then there's a lightheartedness and he just, he, he plays it with like such precision and mastery. It, it, it's truly just like, it's a gift to get to work with an actor like that. Yeah. And it doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, what, what the character is or not. Like when you have an actor like that, they just, they bring it to a level where yeah, you yeah. just have to kind of just be in awe of. Right. After we finished watching, I said to Curtis, I was like, I could watch a close up of Benicio's just like eyes for uh, and it's like a, fe yeah. for a feature length. It's well, just he expresses so much, it's funny so much that, flavor. It's funny that that made itself more apparent to you when watching it at home versus the theater. Yeah, that is. I think cause we have this conversation all the time. He doesn't like watching movies at home. I can't do it. Yeah. And I love watching movies at home, actually. I mean, I obviously love the theater, but I actually get like a distinct experience that i like almost as a they're they're true. different they're yeah. they're 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 both great in different ways they're different like home like i think theater is more like a religious experience yeah it's exactly. like a spiritual it's like going to church and i'm yeah, jewish yeah, yeah. so like going to whatever but like you know having this like full body yeah. thing yeah, yeah. home is more of a personal exactly well i liken it to where you sit down and listen to one of your favorite records on your favorite speakers or whatever your setup is that's like how you have that kind of moment where yeah. you're really just listening to the music and you're getting it. but also everybody loves listening to music on a long drive maybe it's a long drive at night when you're yeah. feeling contemplative maybe it's like you're going for a walk in the morning you know it's like there's these things and it's not the best especially if you're driving a shitty car there's, it's like a terrible sound system, but that's not the point. It's like yeah. the way that it physically feels, the way it mixes with your environment and your headspace at the time, it makes you hear the music in a completely different way. It kind of like lets it linger with you almost more than listening to it in the proper way. Yeah. And that's how I feel about watching movies at home. Yeah. I feel like they have, I have this like personal experience with it. I can like let the feeling of it wash over me more and I can also find subtleties and that like kind of these things with Benicio's character you're talking yeah. about. So it makes sense to me that it took watching it at home too. It did. The only thing that I'm like watching at home to me that I don't know if you can fully experience in the theater is just the sound. Like, yeah, that's I, always, that's I, always the issue. Yeah. I really, with this film, like, well, first and foremost, before I wanted to be a director, I want to be a film composer. I've always oh, been, really? yeah, I've always been very, um, interested and focused and like um conscious of a, of a movie sound and like to me when i think of some of my favorite films like let's just talk about kubrick for a second like when i think of eyes wide shut i think of the Ligeti, or when i think yeah, of yeah. uh the shining i can hear the penderecki like yeah, yeah. i can like some of my or in vertigo like i can hear the bernard herman before i even yeah see a frame of the movie like the sound of the movie the music the feeling of the of the sound it's so and it's like indelible in my yep in my mind and i we did a lot of stuff with the mix i worked with great sound team um where i just wanted to be like <laughs> i mean for lack of a better word just intense yeah, yeah. and like when we you know this is coming out in the future so you're listening to this when this event already happened but tomorrow night we're doing a screening and like I'm going to the tech check at noon. I'm going to make sure it's fucking loud and yeah, i want to yeah. make sure that it's like full body yeah i want people to feel the sound of the movie, which is yeah. again, like it's, you know, it's like a car crash. Like if you experience a car crash, the sound of the crash is way more haunting and, and oh, traumatic yeah. than, the, right. than the sight of it. It's yeah. the sound, that screech. I think I've always been, I'll never forget. I was uh, 17 years old in LA and I went to see Christian Markley and Toshio Kajiwara play at this museum and my eyes were closed 
and they're breaking these vinyl records and mm -hmm. playing them and like the sound of it. I remember just, I just let myself, I was probably stoned at the time. I just let myself just like drift off in my mind. And I had this like vision. I'll never forget this vision. I'm not going to relay it right now because it's a private thing, but I had this vision for like a scene or a sequence. It's very haunting. Maybe I'll direct it one day. And it was in this house and I'm, I'm envisioning this thing. And then right like at the moment, the end of the sequence, something happened musically and it was completely uh, in sync with what I was hearing, what I was yeah. seeing. And that is cinema. Like if I could, like if you can make something like that, yeah. that is like the, it's the, it's the synchronicity between what you're hearing, what you're seeing and that like that yeah. full body sound. Yeah. And again, I'll never, like if I listen to those Christian Markley records or whatever on yeah. like, like a vinyl, it'll be cool, but it won't feel as full body transformational as, yeah, it, yeah, as yeah. it did when I was at that museum when I was 17. You know? yeah, yeah. yeah. What the fuck is really good, everyone? We are here with Grant Singer, and that was just the beginning. You might have seen, we've been spending a lot of time with Grant lately. We got reptilianized, did the premiere at Metrograph, had a party. We love his movie, and we love Grant, so we really, really went to fucking as always this time there's a lot more than what you just heard and there's a video as well and to get all of that it's quite easy for you all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash the ion pack and it and many more many more like it are waiting right there for you you already know patreon <laughs>